Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare thanks for listening to the best of the odd couple podcast be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m to 10 p.m eastern 4 to 7 pacific on fox sports radio find your local station for the odd couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching fsr you're listening to the best of the odd couple with chris broussard and rob parker and Steph Curry, Rob G, was on Gilbert Arenas' podcast. And uh, he was asked, I mean, I'm going to give Arenas credit for just putting it out there. Are you the greatest point guard ever? Here's Steph. Are you the best point guard ever? Yes. I have to, yes. Is me and Magic, is that the, the conversation? Yeah. We can look at stats all day, right? You know, we yeah. can look at stats and try to judge. I wasn't around with Magic me I know, I know, <laughs> right? So I have so much respect. I know there's not a lot of six nine point guard. No one's trying. To, I, I'm, I'm thinking about the '90s growing up. There was nobody trying to be a six nine point guard, right? I mean, it just. But I, I can witness and watch every kid trying to be Curry. All right, so Rob G, I know you are Mr. Laker, native of Los Angeles. I'm, le- I'm gonna let you have this one first. What are your thoughts on that? I only got two words for Steph Curry. Stop it! <laughs> Look, Steph is an all-time great player. There's nothing to take away from him. Top 10-ish. Top, yeah, I think 10-12 is right there where he should be all-time. And that is the elite of the elite. When you talk about the history of basketball, Steph Curry's name's got to be mentioned. Having said that, though, the gap between Magic Johnson and Steph Curry just based on resumes, the counting stats, the things that I'm bringing facts to a feelings fight with, mm. it's so slanted in Magic Johnson's direction 
that it makes Steph Curry look like an also-ran. And he's not. He's fantastic. But wow. just the gap between them. Magic has one more championship. He has two more NBA Finals MVPs. He has one more regular season MVP. He has five more All-NBA first teams and three more NBA All-Star teams. So to sum it up, the gap between Magic Johnson and Steph Curry, just in terms of resume, is another Hall of Fame career. It's like if you were to put Paul Pierce's career on top of Steph Curry and put them together. That's the wow. gap between Magic Johnson and Steph Curry. All respect to wow. Steph Curry, though. Uh, yeah, after, after <laughs> you just bashed him. Right. My goodness. Um, look, I, I've i got Magic number one, Steph number two. I think you've got Steph number two. I do second have Steph best number point two. Guard. Yes. Yeah, second best point guard ever. Um, I, I'll just argue. I agree with a lot of what you said, but I'll, I'll say this. For Steph, if if someone wants to argue for Steph, and you heard Arenas, Arenas, we didn't hear the full clip, but he went into it a little bit for those that heard that show. He's talked about, you know, I see kids, you know, emulating Steph Curry and everywhere you, of course, everybody's trying to shoot threes now. Um, here's the problem, though. He said, you know, nobody was trying to be a 6'9 point guard in the 90s. After Magic played. False! Magic changed the game as well. Now, I think Steph changed it more. Steph has completely changed the game. And as you mentioned, you can't tell the story of basketball without talking about him. But Magic, you know, look at Penny Hardaway, who was a 6'8", 6'7", 6'8", point guard. Very much like Magic Johnson. And Penny Hardaway was en route to a Hall of Fame career before he got injured. He was tremendous playing with Shaq in Orlando. Grant Hill, 6'8", was essentially like a point guard. Was, you know, would give you 21 points, uh, uh, eight rebounds, seven assists, six assists. Like, he was great before he got hurt as well. Even a LeBron James today is a guy that is was, let's just keep it real, played a lot like a point guard uh, at, or plays a lot like a point guard at 6'9". And so I heard even Chris Webber say that, you know, when he saw Magic and Bird, because Bird was a 6'10 guy that played on the perimeter, could shoot it terrifically, that he began, you know, he and other guys that were his size – began playing more on the outside, you know, and thinking, you know what? I don't have to always post up. I can do some other things. So I think Gil uh, sells magic a little short on that. But I think the argument, Rob G, for Steph, here's the one. I mean, look, some people might say it's just your preference. Do you prefer the traditional playmaking point guard or do you prefer the score, the shooter? And, and you and I have talked about this before off the air, maybe a little bit on the air. If you are picking a team, like if you want to pick not just your best five players ever or your best five, you know, at each position, my number one point guard, my number one shooting guard, my number one center, et cetera, et cetera. 
if you're just picking a team to win a game or even a seven-game series, if you say, look, you can pick five, let's have a draft, and we're picking not who your best team is by accolades, but a pick, put together a team of historic players to win a series, a seven-game series, you could argue that you could put Steph on there above Magic. Because if I, if I, let's just say my three perimeter guys, if I said, all right, I want Jordan, I want LeBron, if I've got those two, I'm not going to pick Magic. I'm going to pick Steph. Because LeBron can essentially bring, run the point. I got Jordan to score, you know, slash and things like that. And I've got Steph as the shooter. So you can make that argument. Um, but I believe it's magic. What a lot of people don't know, Rob G, is that magic, even after Kareem retired, still, you know, playing with guys that were, you know, good. But Vladi Divac and uh, Tony Campbell. Um, I don't know if Eldon El- Campbell was there. Was Eldon Campbell there Roddy at that Divots time? was there at the end. I think Eldon Campbell might have been like the last year. Yeah. And, and at 90, Magic, or 91, got the Lakers to the finals. Yes. And they lost to Michael Jordan in four in, in five games. And so um, I would go with Magic. Look, if Steph somehow won another ring, and I, I don't necessarily see that happening, but if he somehow won another ring, I think then you have, you know, you just on sheer dominance, you'd have a, a closer argument. Right. And maybe even give it to Steph. I think a lot of people would put Steph over the top. I mean, a lot of it could be generational. I think you can make an argument that if you're over the age of 35, you probably think it's no question magic. If you're under 35, you're probably saying it's Steph. And it's kind of similar to the LeBron-Jordan debate. I think what's different between these two and the aforementioned MJ and LeBron is what LeBron has going for him in that debate. Shout out to Steve DeSager. What he (laughs) has going for him is the longevity, right? That his counting stats are going to be so astronomical that you're going to be able to say, well, how can you, you know, hold the, the losing finals record against him when he's number one in scoring and top five in assists and top ten in, you know, like his, his it's going to be the LeBron James presents the NBA record book. Like him and Will Chamberlain are co-authors of it, right? Right. What Magic Johnson has and Steph Curry is neither one of them is going to have that longevity thing, at least what that we know of right now, because Steph got such Steph's a late probably start. probably going to go another four yeah, years. But he, but yeah, he, it won't he, be an extreme. He got such career. a late That's start because of his ankle injuries that he didn't really become all-cap Steph Curry until several years into his NBA career, probably to like his second contract, maybe in his third contract, maybe midway through his second. And he was emerging before, like two years before Curry or before Steve Kerr took over. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then Magic Johnson had his cut short due to HIV. Right. So it, either way, I, I know I, I was kind of dissing Steph in the beginning. The fact you is, sure is that were. his his story is still being written. I expect he's going to have more All-NBA first teams before he retires. I don't know how many championships he's going to get, but he's going to be able to keep up in that regard. I expect he'll still be an MVP contention as long as he wants to be. So 
maybe in five or six years, this is a closer debate. But for me right now, you know, in middle of August 2023, I don't think it's close. I think it's Magic Johnson. Here, here's a – and I'm, I'm kind of – I mean, like I said, I agree with you that it's Magic. But I'm, I'm playing – you know, I want to present the Steph argument as well. And here's another thing, and one of the biggest for Steph, Rob. Obviously, you can talk about change the game. I mentioned that earlier. Sure. I think he changed it more, but Magic changed it as well. And Magic also made, along with Bird to a lesser degree, but passing cool. Right. Like Magic was by a mile. And that's one thing that's interesting about both, Rob G. Steph is the greatest shooter ever. And Magic's the greatest passer. And Magic is by a mile right. the greatest. If you don't know about Magic Johnson's passing, Google it on YouTube. Go to YouTube, Magic Johnson Highlights. And you, I remember when Steve Nash was, you know, the best point guard in the NBA. And some people were trying to say he passed it as well as Magic. Or people have even said that about LeBron. It ain't even close. With all due respect to those guys, Magic Johnson, and yes, it was a lot of fancy passing, but his passing, I mean, the chasm between him and number two, whoever that is, is a mile wide. Like, the Magic Johnson's passing was as pretty as Michael Jordan's dunking. I mean, Dr. J's dunking, period. Now, here's one thing I'd say for Steph, though, Rob G., before we go to the callers. And this is one thing you could give him over Magic. He built, it was like Jordan. He built a dynasty. Yes. Like the Golden State Warriors, oh, now, oh, the Warriors, the Warriors, the Warriors. They had made the playoffs one time in the last 18 years before Steph, you know, began leading them to the playoffs. The We Believe Warriors? Yes, Those that was it. Those are still eating off of that. They won right. one playoff series, Be- and they're Because still that's off how that. unique they were yeah. because that team had been horrible. Right. Magic, of course, went to a team that had Kareem, who was the MVP his rookie year. They had Jamal Wilkes, who became a Hall of Famer. Um, and, you know, they had a great ride. Norm Nixon, who was nice. In fact, Norm Nixon led the Lakers in assist Magic's rookie year and the second year. And then they traded Nixon to the Clippers so Matt, it could totally be Magic's team. Um, but Magic played with Worthy, who was a number one pick. Best player in college when he came out of school. So um, Magic had a, a boatload of talent around him. For the bulk of his career, Steph, of course, you give you give him Durant, and obviously that team was loaded. But you know, Clay was a well, lower don't lottery pick. Clay and Draymond. No, but um, the lower gonna be, lottery they're going to be Hall of Famers. They're going to be Hall of Famers, yeah. but Draymond's going to be a Hall of Famer with all due respect because he deserves it, but because of the winning. You know, like Draymond was a prowess. second round. Yeah, look, great defender, yeah. great passer and playmaker. But I'm saying. All of that, if he wasn't winning, he wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. And so that's what's going to make him a Hall of Famer. And they're they not winning without him, so I'm not trying to take anything away from Draymond. But he was a second-round pick. You look at sheer talent. Steph's big three for at least two of his rings was a second-round pick in Draymond Green. Klay Thompson, a lower lottery pick that nobody expected all this from. And him, who was a mid-lottery pick. Magic number one, 
Kareem, obviously, number one. Worthy number one picks. You know, Bob McAdoo, who older, but he was there at one point, and Byron Scott. So that would be another argument for Steph, but I'm going right now with Magic, number one, Steph, number two, as is Rob G. We're going to throw it out to you guys, 877-99 on Fox. What are your thoughts? Is Steph right? Is he the best point guard ever? Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Our next guest is a terrific point guard in his own right, five-time NBA All-Star, and of course, a Hall of Famer. Now you see him on FS1, most notably the Carton Show doing his thing as an NBA contributor, our man, Tim Hardaway Sr. Tim, what's up, brother? Nothing. What's going on, Chris? How you doing, my man? We good, man. We good, and it's great to have you on. Now, I don't know if you heard this, but Steph Curry was on the Gilbert Arenas podcast, and Gilbert asked him if he's the best point guard ever, and Steph said yes, and he brought up magic, but he said, I- I'm going to go with me. Where are you at on whether you think it's Magic, Steph, or someone else? Who do you think is the best point guard ever? Well, you know what? He, he has great argument. I mean, he won four championships. Uh, he's been the MVP twice, you know, and finals MVP. Uh, you know, I, I, would, I would put him right up there with Magic. Him and Magic being the greatest point guards ever. You know, you got to look at, um, you know, guys a little bit before him, the great Oscar Robinson. But, you know, um, right now, you, he's arguably the best point guard that ever played this game. Right now, you know, he, he redefined how to be a point guard. Sometimes he isn't the point guard. Sometimes he's just a two-guard or, or, you know, or the shooting guard on their team, and then he let Draymond Green handle the basketball or, or somebody else handle the basketball. So, you know, he's considered as a point guard. But, you know, I tell you this, uh, he, he, he isn't wrong. You know, to me, he isn't wrong. He's right there. Tim, you obviously played point guard, and you played it more in the traditional sense, I think, that for what our listeners would describe it as opposed to a guy like Steph. When you see the way that the position has evolved into what it is now, where even Steph Curry, he is a point guard, but he plays more off the ball than on the ball. Do you, are you expect that if you were to be playing in a system like how they play today, that maybe your career and your statistics will look different even though you already had a great career? Well, you know, I, I I played 
in a system like that. At times, we had Tom Tobert at point forward or Jim Peterson at point forward, uh, you know, Chris Mullen or Rod Higgins. But the game wasn't involved evolved around that at that particular time. Now, like you say, you got very – I mean, now they plan, <laughs> you know, it, it's six, six and under now as a, a right. team out there <laughs> um, playing. You know, we never heard of that, you know, but that's how they plan now, and that's the way the game is uh, evolved. And, you know, you got you got the joker. He playing, he playing point guard, forward, and, and center, you know, so and shooting guard at times. So, you know, it, it, the game has come a long way, and um, that's why I tell kids today, no matter how tall you are, how small you are, you still got to work on your ball handling skills, you still got to work on your jump shot, and you still got to work on your playmaking skills and just all-around basketball. But the fundamentals, you got to work on that. And, um, you know, today, you know, who knows? You know, like you said, I was just traditional point guard back then. Um you know, and that's the way we play. That's you know, the game is different now. Everybody's playing every position now. And that's what Don Nelson created back in those days. Everybody played a different position so so we could trick these guys and we could get them out of their game and make them play defense a different way than what they normally play defense. So, uh, you know, I mean that's the way it is. And 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 you know, I mean, I would I think I would excel in either or. You know, back then or now, because I would have I would have been brought up now and, and been playing this type of game, right? Shooting more threes and, and all that stuff. Um, I re, I don't know if you remember this, Tim, but when you were playing in Miami, you had just gotten to Miami. It it was early in Allen Iverson's career, and I asked you about you know it was the controversy over Allen Iverson's crossover. And, you know, they were, the league was calling it a travel and all that, but then they start letting him do it. And you, of course, were known for your killer crossover. And I asked you about Iverson's crossover, and you said it's a carry, it's a travel, it's a walk, it's, a, you know, whatever it, whatever it was. And um, I say, I have said now, that I think Kyrie Irving has the best handle I've ever seen in the NBA. And I think the players today handle the ball better in general. But I think the way, reason they handle the ball better a lot of times is because the league allows carrying. It's ridiculous now. As a great ball handler yourself, do you? what do you think about the way guys handle the ball now? Because, again, to me, they're all carrying the basketball, like, ridiculously, which obviously makes it easier for you to do a lot of the moves that they do with the ball. You're absolutely right. Um, the way we grew up, we couldn't carry because the old guys would be like, that's a carry, um, and, and you got to change your dribbling skills or your dribbling habits. And, and they would have called it traveling, and they would have went down court with it. So we had to respect that. Um, you write about our knives. They was calling it a travel. They was calling it a carry. But as you look at it as a superstar, when you play, they let you get away with that stuff because they can't call all those turnovers because that's your game. And that's the way you play. And that's what the fans want to come out and see. Right. So, and, and that's the way it was. I tell you, it was a great ball handling and never carry and never got. Um, credit for his ball handling, Rod Strickland. 
Right. You know, he was another great ball handler that got to the hole. And, and, you know, he had a nice mid-range jump shot, but he'd get to the hole anytime you want to, and you couldn't even stop him. And you're right, Kyrie Irving had the best handles in the NBA today. You cannot stop him. I like watching him play. He played with it a little bit too much, but that's his game. You know, that's his game, and he makes, you know, the guy, the people ooh and ah and have, you know, and say, oh, did you see that? Did you do that? Wow. You know, but, you know, um, um, but I, I, I love to watch these guys play. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, at times, at times, James Harden does carry, but at, at times he uses my crossover. He goes from right to left. I go from left to right, but he goes from left from right to left to take it back to a strong hand. But a lot of people don't see that, but I see it all the time. He's low, and he gets down low, and he gets to the basket. So I see it all the time, and I laugh at him. You know, they say, you know, they the people say that they're using this crossover, that crossover. My crossover is still being used in the NBA, and it's still uh, – and I, and I can see it, and, and I notice it, and I put it on my Instagram, and they're like, yep. That's it right there. So right. you know, I laugh when when I laugh when people say that I was jealous or I was uh, kind of mad or I was uh, upset uh, with me saying that my crossover was better than Iron Allen Iverson. No, I'm not. I'm not sad. I'm not upset. I'm not disgruntled. It's just the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, yours wasn't even true. close to a carry. That's the thing. No, no, it, it wasn't. You know, wasn't. you used to have to you keep your say, hand on top of the ball pretty much. Exactly. You can say what you want to say, but it's the truth, you know? <laughs> and I've done it. And the people that saying it never played basketball or never been out there and done it. Right. So that's why I laugh at them. So, yeah. <laughs> right. All right, Tim, last one for me very quickly. You mentioned James Harden. He's got a lot going on right now in Philadelphia, trying to get his way yeah, out. He He's calling the, the president a liar. <laughs> Just your thoughts on what's going on right now with James Harden and what it might mean for Joel Embiid and the Sixers moving forward. Well, you know, uh, it's going to be another Ben Simmons type of uh, thing here. Uh, Harden wants out. Um, It don't seem like he wants to come there and play. Um, He's going to be disgruntled. He's going to be upset that he has to come to training camp. And, you know, it's just going to be another ugly situation and another black guy in, ba- in, in professional basketball, which I don't like. James should have went, instead of calling uh, him a liar, out in public, I think James should have had a one-on-one sit down with him and, and, and told him how he felt in his face and say and tell him, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very disgruntled. I'm going to be very upset. I'm going to uh, – I don't want to play here anymore. You made me a promise. You told me that you was going to get me out of here, and it hasn't happened. Um, it ain't. It's not his fault, though, that probably some teams don't want you, right. that he's trying to trade you to. You know, that it, it might be that way too, James. You got to look at it both ways. But I would have never, I would have never uh, went on um, uh, and just called him out a straight liar in front of everybody. You know, across the world, so everybody could see. I would have went in his office and talked to him in his office and and talked to him and, and made him understand. Look, you know, we got to do something and we got to do it before training camp because once training camp comes, he got to go in and he got to see him be. He got to right. see the rest of his team and how they gonna feel. How are they going to feel 
why, knowing that you want out, you're not, you not half in. you all the way out. So I can't count on you for nothing. I can't count on you to be there. Even if you want to be there I, and you're trying to be there, I know that you're halfway out now. You, 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 you're not even you, – you three-quarters or, or almost out the door because that's what you want. So, you know, All right. and that, like I said, yes, there's another black eye for the league and, and for the 76 again. So, you know, that's, that's a bad situation. But I, I would have went and talked to him myself in, in, in front of him and, 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 and got this squared away. That's our man, Tim Hardaway Sr., the Hall of Famer. Great stuff, man. We appreciate it, brother. Appreciate you too, man. Anytime, call upon me. I'm there for you. Y'all be Thanks, safe. Thanks, my man. All right, peace. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand-new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The uh, star running back for the Indianapolis Colts, we know if you've been following the NFL that he is embroiled in a contract dispute with the team. He's in the last year of a deal paying him $4.3 million this season. Uh, He's currently on the pup list with an ankle injury or recovering from an ankle surgery. Uh, But he has, he's asked for a trade. Initially, the owner, Jim Ursay, said they weren't going to trade him. And now it comes out today that the team has given him permission to seek a trade. Um, So, Rob G., what are your thoughts on this new development with Jonathan Taylor? Look, I like Jonathan Taylor. I want to see everybody get paid, but he is in for a rude awakening, Mm. right? According to ESPN, Stephen Holder does a great job covering the team there. The Colts are looking for a first-round pick or a package of picks that would equate to a first-rounder on that table that they use come draft time. You know what I'm talking about. Right. That seems fair, right, for a guy of his caliber. Jonathan Taylor is an all-world running back, and he's very young. He's, he's entering right. the prime of his career. Right. However, 
if you look at some of the notable returns for running backs over the last few years, 2022, Christian McCaffrey goes for a, a second rounder, a third rounder, a fourth rounder, and a future fifth. Well, yeah, it sounds all wow. right. It seems like it'd be a— And that was just a year. Yeah, that's October 2022. That seems like it'd be a first-round equivalent, right? Problem is, you have to go back to 2015 to find the next comparable trade value for a running back. LaShawn McCoy to the Bills for Kiko Alonso, straight up. 2013, Trent Richardson to the Colts for a first-round pick. 2004, Corey Dillon of the Patriots for a second-rounder. 2002, Ricky Williams in a fourth-rounder to the Dolphins for a first-rounder, a fourth-rounder, and a future first. Look, if this was... 2019, sure, maybe Jonathan Taylor would be able to get a deal for a first-round pick for, from Indianapolis. The problem is, is not only are you trading for a position that the NFL has determined is not all that valuable, number one. Number two, he's going to run into the same issue that right. Austin Eckler just ran into earlier this offseason where he was granted permission for a trade the problem is nothing ever materialized because not only do you got to compensate the Colts or, or in Eckler's case, the Chargers, he's looking for a new contract. Right. You hit it on the head. And, and I'm with you. I love – Jonathan Taylor is a tremendous running back, and I love the running back position. You know I'm from the old school, Rob G. I played football through high school, wanted to be a running – growing up, that was my dream. I liked football better than basketball. My dream was to be that next great tailback at USC. This is back when they were tailback Student you. body left. Yes. And so I loved the running back position. But if I were running a team, as great as Jonathan Taylor is, am I giving up much to get him? No. And as you said, it's not like I can just trade for him and he's a great running back for me. Great. No, it is that he wants a long-term deal. He probably wants something in the range, I don't wait, three years, $36 million? Like, that's probably... That's probably the baseline. The minimum, right. Yeah. He probably wants more, but would settle prop maybe for that because of the market. But I can go out and get a guy who may not be quite as good as Jonathan Taylor... But he can still be very productive at a much lower rate. And, I, look, it's not fair for the running backs. Hopefully something can be worked out where they start getting their fair pay. But right now the market is depressed. And, Rob G., I'm going to throw this at you. Correct me if you think I'm wrong. Probably the best four running backs last year, and maybe for the past couple of years, Nick Chubb. Cleveland Browns, Josh Jacobs, Las Vegas Raiders, Jonathan Taylor, Indianapolis Colts, and, of course, Derrick Henry, Tennessee. What do all those teams have in common from last year? Did they all miss the playoffs? None of them made the playoffs. There you go. I've got the four best running, like we're strictly talking running, running backs, and none of them made the playoffs. It's just the game has changed. And you're right. Like, he is in – you know what's going to happen? Nothing. Right. Exactly. He's not, he's not going to get exactly. traded. And the Colts know it. It's just like now, of course, Lamar ended up getting paid. 
But it's like when Baltimore said, go out there, you can check the market. They knew Who's nobody you was going to give guaranteed. him the deal right that right. he wanted. Now, they obviously paid him and good for Lamar and good for them, but they knew. The Chargers probably knew with Austin Eckler. Josh Jacobs, the reports are now that he's about to show up for camp. And right. good for him because he get that $10 million Right. And play. But it's just the climate now. And like I said, I don't rock beyond the money he wants going forward. Beyond the fact that the position is just not quite as valuable as it used to be. Rob, he's injured. We talked about him on the pup list. Now, I, he maybe he could play. Maybe this is just part of the quote-unquote holdout or whatever. But he's still coming off an ankle injury. He's coming off a season in which he missed six games. And his production, Rob G., two years ago when he led the league in rushing and touchdowns, 1,800 yards rushing, five and a half yards a carry. Last year, granted, only 861 yards. He only played 11 games. But four and a half yards a carry. So if I'm a team, again, I'm wondering, is he even the same guy he was two years ago when he was all world? So I, I don't think he's getting traded. And the question will be, is he going to play for the Colts? Right. And well, two things there. One, you didn't even touch on the injury that kind of started this whole hullabaloo in Indy that that's kind of spilled over to the media. It was reported that he failed his physical. Right. Not because of the ankle injury, which you touched on, and he had surgery, but because of a back issue. And he ended up tweeting out later, I never had any back pain, never reported right. back pain. Well, I don't think they would fail your your physical unless you had something similar to that going on. Like, I just... Yeah, I, I, it, it, it was be, strange. It'd be too deep into conspiracy theory to be like, yeah, we're going to fail it on purpose so we can lower your value and not have to pay you. Like, I, I don't think that that'd be the situation. Right. But number two, to your original point about the trade. As of right now, you know, 8 p.m. Eastern-ish, there's only been one team that has publicly been linked to Jonathan Taylor now that the news broke that they are granting permission to seek a trade. That is the Miami Dolphins. A couple of outlets said that they'd be interested in Jonathan Taylor. You know who else they were interested in? Was Dalvin Cook. Yep, yep. And even they determined that one year, $7 million with only $5.8 million guaranteed was too rich, too rich for their blood. So what makes you think they're going to give up first-round draft pick compensation value plus – Three years, 35-ish million, and 29 of it's guaranteed. Totally agree. And the thing with Dalvin Cook, and he obviously ended up signing with the Jets, has the money been reported? Yeah, one year, 7 million, only 5.8 million guaranteed. There you go. Now, I think Dalvin Cook thought he was going to get more money. Yeah. Because the Vikings were offering him one year, 7 million, right? Right. And he thought... I'm sure he thought, man, I can go out there and get 10. And, I mean, he probably was thinking higher than I can now get the franchise tag. The back. franchise tag is 10 million. I could probably get the franchise right. tag. Right. And it didn't happen. Austin Eckler, nothing. And Miami, now look, Jonathan Taylor is better than any of the backs they have. But can they survive with Raheem Mostert? Uh, yeah, pretty good. You know, he's, not, he's a no name and no, no offense. He's a no-name guy, but you remember him doing damage 
in San Francisco on their way to the Super Bowl. Remember that? Yep. When they lost to the Chiefs. Jeff Wilson Jr., similar type. Like, those two guys are pretty good running backs. Now, they're not Jonathan Taylor, but that's the point. You can get enough guys to get it done without having to pay the big money. And Dalvin Cook's a great example because Dalvin Cook has been – Dalvin Cook is a terrific running back. He's great. Yep. What, the last four years – each of the last four years he ran for 1,000? Look, that that's rare nowadays, and he still couldn't really get paid. And it was on a one-year deal. Right. Right. Like, you couldn't even get a one-year franchise tag level contract. And somehow, yep. Jonathan Taylor and the Colts and his representatives believe that I can triple that plus the draft pick compensation. He, he's going to be very disappointed, to your, to your point, the reason why we didn't leave with this story is because we both think nothing's going to come of it. Right. He's going to be right back where he's been come week seven playing for the Colts. No doubt. There, I have I, I have no doubt he's not getting traded. Now, we'll see if I'm wrong. I don't think he's getting traded. Nope. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.